and welcome. Christmas edition of Geekonomics coming at you. Brian's got his Christmas uh, Star Wars sweater on. I got my Yeti to party shirt. We are Yeti to talk about Mandalorian, favorite Christmas movies, news, and so much more. How you doing, Brian? Mark, I am, I am fucking out of my mind, excited for today's show. <laughs> Have you recovered? Have you recovered from... <sighs> The Mandalorian season finale. Um, I don't know, but I was. I cried. I laughed. I screamed. I called you. I said, "Holy hell!" I, I yeah, had a lot of I, like. Well, originally I called Brian. I called you first. Right. I watched it fr- Friday morning because I had already started seeing things on Facebook, like people leaving comments, like "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" As soon mm-hmm. as I woke up, and I'm like. I am not touching anything else until I watch this. I right. need to watch this episode because I want anyone to ruin it for me. Not that anyone would, but just in case I don't want anyone to give me any kind of like, oh my gosh, you do this or do that. So Listen, you did the right thing because in the morning on Fridays, I get my work done. Yeah. I take my lunch and I try to watch Mandalorian on my lunch break. Yeah. Um, and I got my work done. I was You called and I was like, I haven't watched it. Don't tell me anything. Yeah. And yeah, just like you, I went on Reddit and Facebook and IGN, and I saw just like review. And I'm like, oh God, no, spoilers are going to happen. Yeah. I got to yeah. stay away. So I just watched it. Yeah. And I watched it around 1230. And boy, oh boy, I'm glad yeah. I, I watched, watched it. Early. Like I woke up, I think, like usually around like nine. Watched it when I was like right after I ate breakfast, I watched it. And then uh, I got up. After the show was ending, as the credits were going, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, go in the kitchen, put my cereal bowl in the sink. And then I heard noise. And I'm like, what's going on? So I ran back into the living room. Yeah. Don't say anything. We're going to talk the, about that. After this credit scene. Yeah. Which is what? why I wanted to let you know about that. Stay through the credits. Because I know you're like me. And as soon because like on Mandalorian, as soon as the credits happen, you just boop, get off the... It was five minutes of credits. That's yeah. including that ending. And yeah. I was just like, when I called you, I stopped it. The mm. credits hadn't even started really. Yeah. And um, you're like, no, watch it. So I put it back on. I'm like, oh my God, there's five minutes left to the show. I, I was on the phone with you as you sat through the credits. You're right, right. We're going to talk about all that. <laughs> um, real quickly, Mark, what have you been up to this week? Did you, anything worth mentioning? Before uh, just get ready for the holidays. Get ready for Christmas. It's this week. It's a big week. Yeah. So just get that. Did a cookie making all weekend with Claire. Uh, she decided to make cookies last minute, so had to do that all weekend. So that was fun. Um, besides that, really haven't watched anything like I like really like worth mentioning. Just the usual stuff. Didn't watch any movies or anything. So saving up because I after after Christmas I have that whole week off. Yeah, and so Claire's working, so oh, I'm saving can. things to to watch during that time, so I don't have to. Like I'm doing a Star Wars rewatch during that week, and I started my original run. Uh, uh, I watched The New Hope right after Mandalorian. Mm. I watched the D. George Lucas version. I have if you you might have these. Um, when the Special editions had come out uh, originally. Uh, Best Buy had an exclusive, bo- they came with bonus discs, 
and the bonus discs was the original version of Star Wars that wasn't the special editions, mm. and all three films were, were on the bonus disc of each film. And the problem is it's in widescreen, but it's in four yeah. by three. So on my remote, I can change. Can zoom it up. Yeah. I zoom it so it fills the whole screen. It looks good. I yeah. mean, it's not 4K. It's not, you know, it's not HD. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it's, I can ignore all the added. I can watch it the way I remember it as a kid, yeah. which is really neat. So if you have those laying around, I mean, that's the only way you really can watch the. Yeah, I don't even know. Movie. I think the ones I have were the ones that you posted the video about. I think I have this the, the media play, media play edition. Yeah, th- this was first only time they a, came out on DVD. Yeah, it was like a Best Buy exclusive at the time, I believe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I watched two things. I'll get real quick because I know we all have to talk about. I finished Fargo season four. It was good, Mark. Um, highly mm. recommend it. You don't need to see Fargo's one through three because each season's its own thing. Yeah. Um, the very ending, there's a little after credits, which is interesting, um, that does tie it to one of the previous seasons, which was, like, really cool. But yeah. as a big fan, I was like, wow. But as someone yeah. else, you'd just be you like, wouldn't care. Yeah. you wouldn't care. But that's it. Yeah. Um, it takes place in the 50s. Chris Rock is really good. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, it's about you have uh, the Irish mob, the Italian mob, the black mob, mm. it's not a true. It's not based on a true story, even though no, yeah. Fargo starts every episode saying this is based on a true story. It's something they've been doing since the very beginning. Yeah, but it's not. But in their re- in their world, it's like based on a true yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. Um, but wow, it was great. Um, it, it, like uh, we 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 finished that up on the snow day when we had the snow day. Uh, yes. And we started the Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO. Oh, yeah. Which, man, and we watched episode one, and it's like That's a trip, I didn't, man. I didn't know any of this. Like, yeah. I knew they died. I knew it happened. Yeah. But I didn't know that these this woman and the couple there met were, in a sane asylum. She was yeah. a nurse, and he was her patient. Oh it's my! Crazy God. stuff. It's like Joker. <sighs> it's like a bad Joker and Harley Quinn situation. Seriously. So we're hoping to finishing that on vacation. Yeah. Um, we did finish, uh, you mentioned the Hey Heaven's Gate. We did finish the uh, Murder on Middle Beach show, uh, which gets crazy at the end. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to tell anything about it, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, I suggest you watching it because I know you guys are into that stuff too. Yeah, we'll probably watch that next. But, and it's only four episodes, so it's a quick, quick burn through. Yeah. But, it just it gets crazy. It's like everyone, like everyone in the family is accusing other people, and the kids having to ask like people if they murdered his mom, and it just gets trippy. That's it's a weird conversation there. to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially like close, close family members. It's not like he's like asking like second cousins or anything. Right, right. It's like asking like his sister, like. Yeah, it's weird stuff. It's yeah. weird, and the family's well, very, very messed up. Because of the uh, whole thing. Yeah, we'll have to ch- I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. We had the snowstorm, getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. We're staying home for Christmas. We're not going out. It's, yeah. It's heartbreaking. I know to my my mom, but 
yeah. honestly, we just we don't feel comfortable having three family households come together. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. We're just staying home. Um, and I, you know what everybody else wants to do is their business, but for yeah. us, it just doesn't feel comfortable to be. If everybody came together wearing a mask, what you yeah. should be doing. Yeah. Well, they're not. Everyone's gonna be eating and stuff. Yeah. We're just gonna stay home. Um, you know, it sucks. Like honestly, like it's not gonna be. This is not a normal Christmas, obviously, for a lot of us. No, it's not. It's going to be a very – it's going to be raining and pouring the whole week. The yeah. Whole uh, Thursday and Friday, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, like, th- warm and weird, and it's just going to be an odd – it's going to well, be odd. It's odd for everybody. Like, yeah. I'm not – we're not doing anything with my family. I already, like, had the conversation with my mom, and she's yeah. like, I don't want you to come, basically. Not like that, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't want you to come to my house, but it's like, no, I just like, I understand. It's just, I'm like, we'll just skip the year. It's not, you know, it sucks, but yeah. Next year, fingers yeah. crossed with the vaccine coming. I think next holiday should be a little bit better for all of us yeah. and we could feel more comfortable. It's yeah. Just, like I told my mom too, like, we'll do this kind of thing on Christmas. I'll zoom them or whatever and yeah, talk to everybody and see everybody. So yeah. You know, everyone's going through it. It's not like it's Exactly. It's like we're all different in this together. Different forms of it. Yeah. 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 But next year will be better. Next year will definitely hopefully yeah. be better. Like the um, only person we're actually I think we're actually going to see is Claire's stepdad because she he's the first one without her his mom without her mom, so I think we're just going to do that and keep it very just go over and talk to him and see them and have dinner with them on Christmas day kind of thing and Yeah, yeah, yeah you know keep it very very small but you know don't want him to be alone this first christmas so yeah i mean he's had i imagine a lot year. of people this year have the first yeah christmas exactly yeah. yeah but it's just That's, yeah yeah knowing that he's stays home all the time anyways he doesn't go out so yep i hear you you know i know he's it's tired so it's tough yeah like i said that guy like yeah it, it it's it's going to be an interesting situation yeah but, but we'll all be better we'll for it, it. yeah we'll, we'll get we'll, through it yeah so anyway mark um yes. i got we got i got happier news happier news i got two things in the news and yes. then um well one of the news is we're gonna talk about news. after this is over after we do our review we'll talk about it yeah it was confirmed so we'll save that yes. news for the end we'll tie yes. it in uh big news uh, a game I was super hyped for, a game that a lot of people were hyped for, eight years in the making, uh, Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. Keanu Reeves was doing the commercials for it. Well, it he's, in like big, he's in yeah, the game. He's in the game. Yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it finally, after many delays, it finally came out. Well, the developers are really pissed off because the actual uh, CD, uh, CD Project Red, they're the ones, and Warner Brothers helped put it out they wanted it out. They were like, we need to put this out. And the developers, they, they weren't happy because it wasn't ready. And it was supposed to run on this gen systems, which we just had a new gen systems come out. Um, and if you have a high-end PC, it runs fine. There's still bugs, but it runs a lot better. Um, so the game came out deceivingly where they told all the reviewers they were not allowed to use console footage, only use the footage we gave you, which yeah. is a red flag. So That's usually a red flag. Big time. 
So all the, the stuff reviewers, that we only developed and edited yeah. and put together for you. Air yeah. that stuff. Don't air anything you actually do. So um, the week before it came out, all the reviews came out, and the people would talk about the maybe the bugs and stuff they were ha- they had. But the problem was they only played it on a high end PC, mm. and they were only allowed to use footage. Nobody played the console version at all. Yeah. So the game came out, and holy shit. It does not, it runs poorly on the base PS4, the base Xbox, it runs horribly. It runs bad and everything, from what I understand. Well, if you've got a high-end PC, you're good. So you're it's good. a PC game is what it really was, and they just ported it to the consoles in hopes it would work, and it didn't. Well, it was, was going to come to everything, and yeah, I mean, it should, what it should have been is a PC game now, and then yeah. you put it out on on the new gen consoles next Once it was year. ready. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not getting the PS5 Xbox Series X update, the big update that would actually like use ray tracing and yeah. a 4K and all that stuff. That that patch is not going to be coming out till next year. So this wasn't even so ready. So they sold for consoles now. that weren't even what they said they were going to be. What do you what do you mean? So they sold the consoles like the PS5s and the Xbox X's, whatever they're called. Yeah. And they're not the consoles that they said they're going to be because they don't, they're not able to do what they were supposed to be able to no, do. No, no. Okay. So Cyberpunk is supposed to be PS4, Xbox. This gen, I'll call it this gen because next yeah. gen just happened. But that game was supposed to come out for this generation of systems. No, what I'm saying, they're... even the consoles aren't selling what they said they were selling. Oh, no. They can they do, do patches for it. They can do ray tracing everything for the yeah. newer games. Oh, okay. But Cyberpunk was going to give everybody a free a free update. So if I bought it for PS4 and yes. I play it on my PS5, I can do that. Yeah. But it doesn't have the bells and whistles of the next gen yet because yeah. CD Projekt Red was going to work on a big update that yeah. would give it the, the, the new next gen bells and whistles Yeah, through a patch, which everyone was fine with because, you know, they're, they're, they've been working on this one game for eight years on this other gen, yeah. but it doesn't even run well on it. Um, so people are pissed because people have been waiting for this game for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I bought it for PS4, which I can play on my PS5. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, it will have faster load times. It will run at a higher frame rate, but it's not going to have ray tracing or anything because that yeah. would be a patch next year. But anyway, it, it's a shit show. Like, uh, the developers are pissed at the company for re- telling them they should release it. Um, re- reviewers are pissed because they, they, they couldn't tell the public about what was really happening. Yeah. Because they weren't allowed to, or they, didn't, they couldn't see it. And now there's class action, uh, a class action lawsuit, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, because people are are being dis- were deceived. And now there's another problem that just happened th- over the weekend. If you have a save file that, that grows bigger than eight megabytes, uh, it can get corrupted and you can't get it back. <laughs> and CD Projekt Red just said basically, well, keep your save file under eight megabytes. Like how are you uh, supposed to know? I, you can look on your PC or But who's going to go through that effort? It's like, I just want to play the game. I don't want to be managing the system and everything. I know, I know. This, so this I is have... A, this is a... Disaster. chilling shit show is what this is. Yeah. I haven't even cracked it open. I'm going to wait till next year once the 
I heard that they were also like offering free refunds, basically, like because it got taken off the PlayStation Store. Sony pulled it. Uh, Xbox was pulling off the Microsoft Store. Well, no, they haven't done that. They haven't done that yet. So Sony just pulled it, and they just said we're going to give out refunds and we're going to pull it because yeah, it on a business sense, it makes no sense to sell something that maybe 80% wants refunds so they can't keep that money mm. in. So they're pull, they pulled it digitally, which you could still buy a physical copy if you wanted, but yeah. see, digital's very hard for refunds. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft generally do not give refunds on digital purchases. So, no, because it's, like, it's not like a receipt you can find for it. It's just you have like a digital, a, but that's it. But yeah, they, but it's yeah. not like they have like a tracking system for who downloaded what and bought what or right. And you know, oh, so I downloaded a game, I beat it in a day. Now I want yeah, my money back. Yeah, get a refund because like, I didn't like the way it played or something. So basically, the game was too easy. I wanted my money back. Right. So that is a, a, not a common practice. So for Sony to yeah. be like, we're pulling it because it. You know what? We should have. This did not hit our standards. We should not yeah. have taken their word for it. Makes sense. Microsoft is keeping it from uh, so far, but they said they will offer refunds to anybody who wants yeah. one. Um, PC offering refunds as well. Um, basically, people uh, and so and uh, there's still updates. They're they're cranking out updates to fix problems on all platforms right now. It runs well on a high end PC. It looks beautiful. Looks great. There's still bugs. yeah, but if you sell it everywhere, it's like I know. They you didn't. Can't dig. Yeah. They advertised it for these gen systems, yeah. and they failed to yeah. uh, deliver that. So that's that. Yeah, right, the bad situation is what the kids. There are, are moments when the game looks absolutely stunning, and then people would run over to a car, and the textures took so mm. long to load. It looks like a PS2 game. It looks like you're Ugh. playing Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. Like oh, everything's like greasy looking and yeah. there's no detail and like it's not the it's system not can't fast, keep up yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. And and the the excuse was, well it's seven year hardware. That's no excuse yeah. because you can go look at God of War. You that's like a four year old game looks beautiful. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Two all very beautiful game. And that's running on seven year hardware. You could boot yeah. that up right now. It looks stunning. So their excuses suck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no excuse. I, the developers weren't ready, and they needed to make their quota. That's my yeah. guess. They needed to make fourth quarter. Uh, their stocks were going to sink. They needed to make the money, and they pushed it out. Seems like the curse of many games lately. It seems like that seems to be an ongoing theme. Yes, yes. COVID. That the big companies want the games out, but the people are like, well, we need time to work on it. Well, right. I want the game out. Well, it doesn't work the, that way. The developers are pissed. So there, I guess there was a yeah. thing came out there. They're very, they're very, uh, they're not happy. And the thing is, Witcher 3, they put out that game, very beautiful game. It got won tons of awards. So people's expectations were super high. Yeah. I mean, this is not a company that just shits out bad games. This is a company that has a high standard. Yeah. So the hype was there. They built the yeah. hype. And then they lied. They deceived everybody by hiding mm. any problems. So mm. that's really all the news for that. I mean, we should get into our favorite 
unless there's other news you got, Mark. Nope, just trying to get our special guest to. Uh... You got a special guest? Well, yeah, I recruited somebody that watches the Mando as well to come on and talk with about the last episode with us. Oh. Are we going to do our, our Christmas? Yes. No, I'm just Movies? making sure that he's ready to go at the same time. Okay. I wanted to get him going before we... Well, we can burn through this list real quick. Yeah. I got it all right here. I want me to go first? Why yeah, sure. Go do your first one. Um, you know, uh, for me, um, I haven't watched it this year. I probably will before Christmas is Elf. Uh, I know Elf is overplayed. It's everywhere now. But I remember when it first came out, um, like, I loved Will Ferrell at the time. I, anything he did, we, I don't think people really thought, Will, Fer- Will Ferrell in a kid's movie? But it, I don't know. There's something about it that's just charming and magical. And TV has destroyed it by running it constantly. Yes, um, yeah. I don't Freeform really, has destroyed it by running it constantly. Yeah. I don't really watch a lot of network that much so to me it doesn't but i get it when i had cable it was on all the time but it is one of the movies on the uh holiday movies that made us yes i saw that i gotta watch that episode Uh, yeah yeah i gotta looks good um but elf uh zoe de chanel like it's a john favreau movie i mean uh i love the soundtrack when when she's in the shower singing with will ferrell i love Mm. when she when um those two sing um but yeah elf is awesome i just love that movie Ugh. it's magical i like i said i know it's a little bit overplayed yeah. james Caan is awesome yeah and i highly recommend um there's a show john favreau used to have a show um i it was on ifc it was called yes. like dinner dinner party yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. When he was directing that movie, like it must have, they must have, they were in the middle of filming or the, mm, the, the filming like had that. just yeah, wrapped. Yeah. He had the whole cast on, not the whole yeah. cast, but he had Will, the major uh, characters, major yeah. characters, and they talked about and that show. Mary Steenburgen, I think, was the other one. Yeah, yeah. but so cool. She played the mom. Yep. Yeah, Bob Newhart. Yes, Bob Newhart as as uh, Buddy's yeah. uh, pal. Yeah. Buddy's sitting on his lap. He's massive. And yeah. Bob Newhart, stone cold killer of comedy. Yeah. And then uh, one of the producers of it was uh, the kid from uh, Christmas Story. He oh, plays a part he? as one of the elves. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's the uh, the blonde elf that like is talking about Buddy. Like, oh, I can't believe we like, have to deal with him all the time. Oh, that's awesome. That's the kid from Christmas Story. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a little uh, Christmas Easter egg that John Favreau threw in there. Which we'll talk about more Easter eggs he threw into other things in just yeah. a bit. Uh, my first one is a movie based off a song, which I said was one of my top three songs, uh, White Christmas, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, uh, Debbie Reynolds, and uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh George Clooney's uh, step aunt or something or uh, great aunt or something like that. Yeah, Rosemary yeah. Clooney, that's her name. Uh, so it's their the story is a uh, 
it's a great movie. It's a, like my mom loved that movie and she would want to watch it every Christmas. And so it's just like, kind of, I think just got ingrained in me as one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my family's favorites. Kylie loves that movie. They always watch it right before a big snowstorm comes in. I know they watched it this week right before the big snowstorm. I know they watched the day after on Kylie's birthday. My mom rented out the theater at Enfield and Kylie went and watched it on the big screen for her birthday. So yeah, it's just like a family tradition movie to watch. And it's just one of those old timey fifties movies, musical song and dance. It's just good stuff. Mm, Yeah. 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 So that's my third one. Well, I'm going to go, uh, I, you know, it's weird to say, it's like, I, this is, uh, I, I don't know if I can clear, I can say this is really a move. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with the Christmas story. Mm. That movie, I yet again, it's overplayed because cable television. Yes, TBS does the 24 hours or whatever it is. Every year. They've been doing it since 99 yes. or whatever. Yeah, it's painful. Painful. Uh, but as a child, that movie that movie came out and it bombed. It didn't do very well in the theater. No, but yeah, it's a cult classic. Yeah, it 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 actually grew attention because it was on TV and Turner yeah. Network got the rights to it. And I guess the beat rate, into the ground. They beat into the ground. But when yes, I was a kid, I remember it being on Fox sixty one every Christmas. Yes. And. Yeah, uh, we would we recorded it, and it was a tradition in our household. Watch a Christmas yeah. story, um, and then in '99, you know, Warner they get their hands on it. My dad they, loves that movie too. It's one of his favorites. Yeah, he loves it. Now, fun fact: I did not know this, but I just discovered this. They made sequels. Um, yes, the summer they called it like the summer story, and it was yeah the, the family during the summertime going on vacation. Mm. Um, yeah. Charles Grodin played the dad. And yeah, it was, it was a whole different cast and everything. Yeah, but it was written and narrated by the same uh, creator. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he died in 99. Or yeah. He died a year after Turner started broadcasting at 24 Hours. Um, and so they did the summer story, I believe it's called. And so, and then after his death, a new producer who also narrates it created the Christmas story Two, And it's them older. And they basically go through the Christmas story greatest hits. So everything that happened in that first film, they just kind of repeat, but differently. Uh, Daniel Stern plays the dad. I remember this. Yeah. And it's bad. It came out in the early two thousands, I believe. Um, the guy who wrote it did the narration and when he narrates it, he kind of sounds like he doesn't sound like the original narrator. He sounds like a weird Jack Nicholson. It's very bizarre. Um, That's weird. I I highly recommend not seeing it. I'm actually interested in seeing the summer story because it like it's completely different. Same. Yeah. Just different. But it's the same writer. The guy who created the Christmas story created this and he narrates it. Um, yeah, it takes place in summertime. Um, I am interested in kind of finding that, but the Christmas story it holds a place in my heart, is and it's just it brings back fond memories of being a kid. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 
it's a great movie for what it was. It's just I, I know we have friends that are super into it. Like Sean Lane is a huge Christmas Story fan and all that. And I don't know. I, I remember watching it. I watch it on Christmas, but it's not like yeah. If I don't see it, I'm not going to be heartbroken because I've seen it so many times. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't watched it in a couple of years only because I've seen it so much. Yeah. But I mean, it just holds a place. I have a soft spot for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my second one is a, it's a movie, but it's like a, also a Christmas special that aired on CBS every year and still does. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. It's a classic. It I is. love the, the, the Ala Elf that made paid tribute to the animation style, like the, the claymation-y kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I was enthralled by that as a kid. I like was like intrigued by it, and the story's just awesome. And I love the whole thing. I love the abominable snowman, the island of misfit toys, the whole nine yards. It's just a great. It's like it's it just makes you feel home. Is what it is. It's one of those movies. It just I'll be watching it sometime this week. We haven't recorded when they aired it, so I'll be watching that before Christmas hits. But yeah, it's just that the whole thing is just fantastic. The whole. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. It's um, like one of my favorites. I, I, get, I don't know what else to say. You just have to watch it. Yeah. Um, for me, my last film is a tradition I just hold to me. It's weird. Mm. I watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the cartoon, or the yes. Jim Carrey version, which I absolutely love. Yeah. I will watch either or while wrapping gifts. And I've been doing this oh, yeah. Yeah. in high school. I still have the DVD of the Grinch Stole Christmas on DVD with Horton <laughs> Here's a Who. Uh, I will crack that open and watch yeah. it. But I, 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 I think I fall in love with the Jim Carrey version, the Ron Howard version. Is it like a years. Boris Korloff or something like that that voices it, the, yeah. the cartoon one? Yeah, he does the, uh, yeah. the, the narration. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Yeah. Um, and I, there was a horrible live action musical of the Grinch. And I guess the guy from the musical, not the musical, uh, the Glee the guy from Glee played the and Grinch. people were like, I just saw the memes of him. Yeah. Like he's like grunting and thrusting yeah. and doing like, they said he got very over sexual. Yeah. Very that's sexual. Weird. With that's, the Grinch. That's, was weird. that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, I heard that that was happening and I just refused to watch it. Yeah, I love the yeah. Grinch. Grinch is another one of those you like. I remember reading the book when I was a kid, and then the cartoon, yeah. and then, like you said, the Jim Carrey ones. So good, amazing how he like morphed into that character, and oh my god, it's yeah. like yeah, it was like the Grinch came to life literally, and in, yeah. like he was awesome at it. I, I, I know they did a else. a computerized like animation version of the yeah. original. They redid it, kind of. I heard it was good. But yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen either. But fun fact, I mean that was Cumberbatch who played the Grinch. Yes. Yeah. Fun fact: If you're a fan of Kevin Smith and you know who Scott Mosier is, Scott yeah. Mosier directed that. Oh. I he he directed. I did not that. know that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I mean. That's a viewer skewerverse uh, trivia question there. Kevin Smith's partner in crime, Scott yeah. Mosier. He's highly successful in Hollywood. Well, I know that. Yeah, I didn't know he directed that. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. My last film is, I think, one of the ultimate holiday movies of our generation. 
uh, Home Alone. I yeah. remember seeing that movie and like being like, oh my gosh, like, like thinking about like, what would I do if I was left home alone, basically? Like if my parents took off and went somewhere and I didn't like, they forgot me, it was be like, how would I survive? It would be crazy. But it was just a great movie. Uh, it was just very well done. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as the, the, the bad guys. It's classic madcap comedy, slapsticky comedy. Yeah. That you didn't expect from Joe Pesci at the time. He didn't like, I mean, he, that, that was not his cup of tea. No, but he no. like fell into that character and he was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because he like was in Casino and all those other movies. And it wasn't a movie you'd think you would be in, but he was just, it, you couldn't have put anyone else better in that yeah, spot. Totally, totally. But the, uh, the classic uh, videotape scene, which I still don't understand how he was able to do it. And I still like, when I was younger, I used to try to figure it out. Like, how did he do that? With the, the, you, the movie pizza magic. Guy. Yeah, movie magic is what it was. Give me your, uh, hand over the money, you filthy animal. Filthy animal. I'll give you 10 seconds to get out of here. One, two, Ten, and he's like, like, yeah. and he's like, yeah. and he's laughing. Like, like running around this, bring the bring it to the back. But, yeah, it's good stuff. Ugh, good. It was great. Home Alone too. He had the Talk Boy, which was made for the movie yes. and sold to us kids. Yes, as a promotional. And it had a cameo of Donald Trump. Let's try to forget about that, Mark. Yeah, I always he stayed in Trump Plaza. Well, I guess it was a stipulation. No matter what. If you ever wanted to use Trump Plaza in a movie, yeah. Trump had to be in it as a cameo. Yeah, that was a stipulation. Like any of his things, he had to yeah. be in it because his ego was, you know, yeah. people were like, "Forget Tom Cruise." Yeah, I want to see the future president of the United States in Home Alone too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they even did Home Alone three. I remember. Yes. Yeah, they, they did. did Home Alone four with a different kid. Yeah, it got worse. I think. They yeah, they more. kept doing them. They're gonna make a reboot on Disney Plus. Are they? Yes. Oh yes. boy. It was a big thing okay. when Disney Plus first got announced. One of the things was when they bought Warner when they bought Fox because that, that was, was a Fox things? property that they were gonna do a reboot of Home Alone. Oh boy. Because people reach out to Kevin uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yes. And Macaulay Culkin posted a picture of him. At his laptop with yeah. his shirt disheveled, food all over his face, his yeah. hair a mess, and he goes, This is the reboot of Home Alone. <laughs> and he's just this is like, me. I'm just alone. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. It was pretty yeah. funny. But yeah. I, yeah, no, and I didn't even make the correlation until I don't know, just recently that Catherine O'Hara was the mom from Shits Creek was the really? mom on Home Alone. Time. I just, just you don't think about it because she's not yeah. like it's not she's not really the main character in the movie, but and John Candy was in it. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. I forget like like I didn't see it in a couple of years, so I watched it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, John. Can I mean, John Hughes. Uh, he pulled uh because he was buddies with him. He just, yeah, you come down because it was an unknown project. You know, they yeah. didn't really. No, he did that whole work. thing in a day. He just showed yeah. up one day, did that scenes, his scenes, and then that was it. John Williams did the score for both movies. Yeah, yeah. The score makes it. I mean, really, oh, yeah. really. Great, great, great theme song for Home Alone. Yeah, totally. Speaking of John Williams, Mark, I think it's time for Mandalorian. 
All right, here we are. It's the Mandalorian review. We got our special guest, Matt Ryan, has come back to talk the finale of Mandalorian. Before we get into the deep dive of this, let every let's get everyone. I know Brian, you mentioned at the beginning of the show your feelings about the episode. Matt, you want to tell us how you your feelings were as you're watching the episode? I loved it. It was great. That's great. <laughs> that was it. That's a fantastic review. I'm so glad you were here to give us your deep. That's like, it. You didn't I'm have the... any feels. You didn't get the feels or anything. Love is a feel. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I watched it with um with my wife and my youngest daughter and her friend. Um, and it was it was pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, it was nice. I I really enjoy. I've enjoyed the whole series. Um, you know that they've got a good thing on their hands when you look in your Facebook feed at like six thirty in the morning, like right yeah. before you get ready to start your day, and all it is is about the show, and it's like yeah. all of you stayed up till midnight to watch this show, and you're yeah. ranting raving about it. So. We're actually they had to stay up until three AM on this coast because it wasn't released until midnight West Coast time. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like Mitch said like Mitch stayed up till three AM to watch it, like when it first dropped. Or you could just wake up early. I mean That's even harder for me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just watch it like a normal human being. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do either one. I'm not I like it, but not enough to like stay. Up I don't think we get badges for staying up till three yeah, in the morning. No I, I didn't get a badge for watching it. it at twelve. So yeah, yeah, so, but you know, whatever. I think people are, you know, they love it, um, yeah. and it deservedly so. Uh, so I can get, I can understand the energy associated with it. Um, mm. You know, one of the kids, one of the kids in our, one of the kid who was at our house, she was like, "Oh, I'm sad. It's over." I'm like, "I'm not." And now we get Wandavision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. year of Mar- Marvel starts soon. Yeah, which is good. Totally. But so the episode, we'll get into it now. Yeah, take us to the episode, off Mark. Like a regular Star Wars movie with a ship and ship battle in oh, space. Yeah. You see the the Imperial cruiser and you see the slave one attacking it. And then my first thing that like blew my mind was after Boba Fett shoots the ship and like hits it with the EMP and then they like get ready to be boarded that like well, to me now is going to be a classic shot of Slave 1 like just rising over the windshield of the Imperial cruiser and then you just hear that docking noise and I was like oh <laughs> this is already going to be good. This is already getting good as it is. This is like fantastic. You're right, Mark. It did, it did start off like a classic Star Wars movie. Yeah. It, oh, generally, it always would start Every off. Every Star Wars movie starts with one ship battling another ship. Right. Totally. Right from New Hope through the new movies. Everyone starts. I think every one of them has started that way, except for Rogue One, I think, was the only one that didn't start that way. Just had the panning shot of the Star Cruiser, but that still was... Awesome. Uh, the th- thing I had from that scene was there's proof now that people survived the Death Star. Yes. The guy that was that had the gun to the doctor's head said he was on the Death Star. Yeah. And he was there when they blew up Alderaan. And he got off before they blew up the, sh- the, the base. Yep. So I'm like, so there's people who've survived this. So um, I want there's a story mention, right there. 
that well that goes into uh battlefront 2 story the campaign for the battlefront yeah. 2 video game was all about the people who survived that when they blew it they, they blew it up and the the soldiers the uh who actually saw it happen and were pissed off because they basically killed their friends there's and, like millions of people on there yeah yeah exactly like janitors and, they, and all sorts of people that were yeah. just doing their job but it uh, it goes back to the theme of like you're on the bad even though you're on the bad side you're seeing these people as terrorists and yeah. even you're on the good side you're seeing these people as terrorists too yeah um so it's interesting and that's kind of cool nice little flip this the great right cardoon like shot right through the guy's face she's so great <clears throat> she is fantastic oh, yeah. yeah so uh then they they get the doctor from that ship they head yep. to another planet which i don't say which planet it is and we see bogotan's ship from rebels which brian still hasn't seen yet no i gotta watch i'll watch which i was geeking out for because that's the first live action version of that ship we've seen but my first question when that part was what happened to the guy that was with bogotan he was in the other episode maybe he was in the back but did, like he never came back, like that whole episode. Maybe oh. he took Grumper. Who knows? Like then maybe it takes a while. But I just it wasn't, like because I, I like I'm trying to think. I was trying to think. I was watching episode. I'm like, there's he didn't die in the other episode. He was no. in the ship with them. No, yeah, maybe he had something else going on. When they but took, wait, took off. It was the two the two girls. The cargo ship. They met the two girls before. The two girls and the guy. In a pizza shop. Yeah, but there was a guy with them. He's gone. Yeah. I don't know. Because remember, they stole the, the freight ship that had all the cargo in it. Right. So there's a story for next whatever. So during that conversation, I took a lot of notes. So get ready. Uh, during this, that conversation with uh, Mando and Casca, otherwise known as Sasha Banks for us wrestling fans. Uh, Bo-Katan says to Casca, who is Sasha Banks' character, save it for the Empress. Who is the Empress? Ooh. I didn't even catch yeah. that. I didn't catch yeah. that either. I watched... I, I went through this episode with a fine-tooth comb. I panned <laughs> through things. I went back and watched scenes over again. I remember you saying you watched it she twice. She said, save it for the Empress. Not, not... Um, I have, the second time I watched it really, really slowly and like yeah. concentrated on stuff. The well, Empress. wonder who that is. I know. Look, look, look at your black figures, Brian, and see if you can figure out who it is. I was. Is that who's running Mandalore right now? That was my thought. Oh. Is the Empress the person in charge of Mandalore? That would make sense. Yeah, that would make more sense. So there's is more... Is Asajj Ventress dead? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because hmm. that that's that's more next season stuff, possibly. <clears throat> well, yeah. Because well, which we'll talk about as we get deeper into the yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the thing that was like curious to me. See, now you're gonna go back and rewatch it. It was like a throwaway line that she says to. It was like as they finished 
like they were in the part of before they started the the fight with the uh, Casca and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett walks up there and says, "You know, careful, little one," or something like that. And she says, and Bo-Katan says it to Sasha's character, "Save it for the Empress." And I was like, "Ooh." So they're saying on the Mandalorian, human female Duchess is Santina Cruz. Didn't- K-R-Y-Z-E. Didn't she die in the Clone Wars? Maybe, supposedly. I don't know. But that's who the Empress is for the Mandalorian. Huh. There you go. So, then my next thing is they go to, I'm assuming, the Imperial ship from the way it looked on the inside. Yeah, and they got the doctor, and they're going over the schematics of the light cruiser that Moff Gideon's on, and then the doctor gives them the, the information about where where everything is basically. Like, here's where the cold storage is for the coronavirus vaccine and the dark troopers. Yes, <laughs> I thought the same thing. The times we live in. My first thing thought was <laughs> it's like a very every uh, foreshadowing every- thing that they had. Every show I watch, anytime people get close to each other or hug or fight, I'm like, well, they've got corona. Oh, yeah. No, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, anytime there's a flashback, like, even, like, if they do, like, a like a back last year when this, during, like, any kind of sporting event or, like, wrestling or anything, they do, like, the, the videos beforehand and show, like, old footage from, a, like, in a previous event, and it's, like, a huge crowd of people. I'm like, ah, ah. There's people next to each other. Ah, what are you doing? It really stinks. Back yeah, to the show. Back away from each back other. Back to the show. Those guys had the, the Moderna vaccine. That's what it was. They did. They had it like first. The Pfizer was right in their back pocket. Yeah. Long Pfizer, Moderna. It was right next to the dark troopers. The yep. Dark troopers and the coronavirus <laughs> vaccine the all live in the same vaccine. habitat. Eight of aliens. Yes. <laughs> so then they tell you like exactly where the... the Grogu is being held. The brig is exactly where, like, here's how to get to everything. Yep. And then we never see the doctor again. You're right. We don't. What happened to him? He, what did they do with him? He probably wants to Who's watching him? Because they all take off together. Maybe Boba's got him. But he's, yeah. but Boba's on his own ship. And he's just, like, sitting in the bottom of Slave 1? No, he's not. He probably took off. But why would, no, why would you let him go? He didn't really do anything. He was kind of at the hands of... I thought it was the guy that we didn't see that was hanging out with Bogotan and Casca is taking care of him because we never saw him, so they could just be like, oh, he was with him the whole time. Yeah. But it just seems strange. It was like the doctor's now just gone, just disappeared off the face of the planet. Maybe well, he's, just, he's just hanging with Boba. He's in Boba's trunk. Maybe. <laughs> you know what, though? Frozen in carbonite underneath the... That's exactly it. He could sell him to somebody. Yeah, I mean, the last episode, we had a whole thing about... Uh, like Mayfield you know, just walks off into the whatever. Like, he's not wearing a helmet. Uh, Bill Burr's character doesn't wear a helmet. And he's like, he recognizes me. Because you're the only one not wearing a helmet. He's wearing a helmet. You know? The only Stormtrooper doesn't have a helmet on. Yeah, so I mean, there's weird... How does that make any sense? There's weird things that happen. At the end of the episode, the only thing on that planet is the refinery that they're taking stuff. Besides that little podunk town. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking about now? Yeah, where are you now? The previous episode of oh, we're not about that, like you were saying we? about Mayfield. Yeah, the only they just let him just walk off. 
Well, he's Just go free. ahead and walk off. You have no way of getting off this planet. Good luck. He doesn't need to. He's a tough guy. Yeah, he's I, a it was just kind man. of surprising. It was just kind of weird. It just kind of. It's a show, Mark. You can't. Well, like... I know, but I'm just going off like this thing with the doctor. It's like we just kind of just don't yeah. think about it anymore. He's just not right, right. part of the he's... story anymore. So we just he... got rid of him. He listen. He's in Boba's trunk. Boba couldn't stick around for the whole episode. He knew something was going to go down. So because he couldn't be there at the end, there was no way. Yeah. That's why. So he's in Boba's trunk. Let it be said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the way. The way. This is the way. So then we get into the ship and we get the badass chick brigade just trouncing every stormtrooper and Imperial that they can find. Oh, yeah. And then they have the, the what I think is like one of the classic st- scenes in Star Wars that I've seen in a long time. Is you just got that like empty hangar and just Mando just walking out of the ship like, "What's up, man?" Oh God, where's, badass! It was badass. Where's my shit? Yes. <laughs> well, last episode he called he called him out. He called and said, "I'm, I'm coming, coming for you." I'm it was very WWE. Yeah. I was like, "That's like a wrestler it's, promo." It's like it was, I'm gonna find you. You got what I want, and I'm coming for it. I'll see you on lunch. Sunday inside the cage. <laughs> You're going to pack my lunch yeah. and my bed. <laughs> and I'm going to kick your you, ass. You, Moff Gideon. <laughs> Better be ready. Take vitamins. You got what I want, and I'm coming to take it. And, man, their whole plan, this whole plan was too easy. And, Mark, we made a prediction last week. I, Me and you, maybe both of us, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The yeah. prediction would be we're going to see them dress up as the emperor or – in disguise to get yes. where they gotta go and we saw that uh we saw yeah. that last and then we episode. got the classic uh we're gonna use an imperial transport to sneak into the imperial area yeah i'll uh, return the jedi yeah yeah where they just like got down to endor without having to do anything and I'll, the I'll same kind of thing here yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah but uh the thing i got off that once we got into uh that scene moff gideon says release the dark troopers and it was nice to see Skrillex got a job. It was nice to see they hired Skrillex. It wasn't do the Skrillex. theme song for the Dark Troopers. I like the theme song. I liked that. I was That's like, cool. oh man, it reminded me of uh, Far Cry Three when they had the the marijuana field burning scene. It was, was like, oh, very different kind of. Music. I mean, it was the same composer. Um, it, it was the first techno Star Wars theme. It was different that you almost. It was Lugwig. Who does yes. all the yeah, soundtrack? Yeah, I know, I know, but it was just very. But you know what? It was jarring because it was very technological feeling. Yes. Like it didn't feel it. It didn't match. Unhuman. Yeah, but I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. That, but that I thought it. I that's why I thought it worked because of the technological music and Star Wars kind of has a legacy of kind of throwing in one song that doesn't really fit. You can go yeah. all the way to the cantina. You can go to the Ewok music. You yeah. can go to the when they were doing the chase through the city of uh, Coruscant, right? When they were mm. chasing uh, that girl who could change her face. Yeah. <clears throat> so it didn't really, it didn't really bother me at all that they. Um, I think, I think uh, these composers, I think they see that as an opportunity to really kind of stretch their legs and try to make an odd feast, uh, an odd shaped puzzle piece fit into. Mm a much larger uh, uh, composition. I And I thought, considering what was waking up at the time, I thought it was really appropriate. No, it was very cool. It's just, I just, 
I knew Brian would enjoy the Skrillex reference, so I threw oh. that into my notes because I know <laughs> yes. he, we always joke about the Far Cry Three uh, yeah. marijuana crop burning scene. It's one yeah. of our favorite yeah. video game scenes ever. So that was a cool moment, yeah. But then, like, you get the just the the girls going through the ship, and they get to the scene where uh, Car Dunes gun jams, and then I think a classic Star Wars scene in the elevator. Yep. Where she's trying to get her gun unjammed and like they're like, You need any help? She's like, No, I think I got it. I think I got it. And then I thought the classicest thing in the whole scene was when she picks the gun up and she goes to turn around, she just goes, Excuse me, and like puts her gun over top of Fennec's head, like, Oh, sorry, just I gotta get this gun around so we can get out of the excuse me. <laughs> let me just get out. And like you could tell it was like not written in the script kind of thing. And like she just did it and like they're like oh keep it in there it's good let's like, leave it in there it's funny it's just a little thing like but i thought that was classic and then we had the the uh next thing we get to is uh din gets through to the brig after he chokes out oh this is before no this is before this sorry uh he gets to the door for the dark troopers yeah and we had a classic uh, Terminator 2 scene like little easter egg nod where the dark trooper like pulls the doors apart yep, yep. I'll Terminator 2 and I was like oh man and I'm like why don't you just leave the doors open if you could pull them apart just leave them open for your friends to get out why are you just being a jerk and only wanting to get out by yourself those things were Anyways, menacing they were cool they were they were very the, cool the, the thing of nightmares is going to be that scene for kids of when the uh, Mandalorian lights the dark trooper on fire. Oh, Just that awesome. one image of the dark trooper with like the flames going through his body and everything. I was like, what? That is fantastic. So that fight scene using the pole, like you were like, nothing is going to destroy this guy. But yeah. It's always underneath the helmet where there's yeah, actually there's always a, there's always a spot you can there's get to. Spot. There's always a vulnerable yeah. spot and they ripped his head off. Yep. And then you but get it was really well done because it kind of sold the fact that, you know, like Brian said, you're never going to beat these things, you know, yeah. there's what, how many, six of them, five of them on the ship. It was a good set, a good establishing point. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought it was great though. Then he goes right to the thing and opens the airlock and he got the, the classic Star Wars trope where somebody has to bounce off something before they die or get ejected into something. They had that one, dark trooper you see him like from the very front of their line like slides down the floor and like just like bangs his head off the door as he flies out into space and i was like <laughs> that's classic that's a, i thought that was a little nod to the uh new hope or one of the stormtroopers bangs his head on the door because he yeah. couldn't see yeah and then and yeah, like, the, that's pretty good yeah, the or fall through that force field thing i thought that was pretty yeah. cool too yeah there's always that you have the the uh, wilhelm scream you have to throw in at least once or twice per episode mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, the, then it just got even better because then you get Din walking to the walking to the brig and the two stormtroopers are outside he spears one of them and then just grabs the other one and you like you finally see like Din, like Din just go off on somebody and just strangles the guy until you hear his neck crack Yeah, and he just like drops him and I was like oh my this is this is an episode. It just keeps getting better. It's it just like keeps crazier yeah. and crazier. He goes into the brig. Moff Gideon standing there with a dark saber over top of Grogu. And I was like... And then they do the standoff. And like... 
Well, well, Moff before it's, does... yeah, before, okay, so when Moff Gideon's just basically like, we got what we wanted, we got his blood, and he's just like, I don't care, I want the kid. He's like, you can yeah. have him. A part of me was like, okay, is he really going to let him just go separate ways? Um, well, I think there was a moment uh, he had a thought of doing that, but then my thought was, knowing the backstory of the Darksaber, and knowing, because then during that, right before that scene, the four girls get to the bridge and bo like, where's Moff Gideon? <clears throat> yeah. Because she knows she needs to get to Moff Gideon. Because she said yeah. that when they were in the transport ship. Yeah. yeah. You guys can do anything, but you leave me a Moff Gideon. Because yeah. she wants a Darksaber. Because a Darksaber means you rule Mandalore. And that's what I, she wants. I knew nothing about this whole you have well, It's all in Rebels, Brian. If you watch the shows and we're up to date what's going on in the world, you would know what's going on. But listen, they explained it in the show. So I don't need yeah, to watch on. it right now. Yeah. It's fine. You can enjoy the show without watching Rebels. So You can, but it's better if you do. Um, but anyways. So I didn't then know I'm anything there about I, that. So that's why... I, as soon as the doors open, I saw him off getting who was there. My first thought is he's going to lose it to Din because he knows he's going to cause more trouble doing it that way than if he were to give it over to Bo-Katan, like lose it to Bo-Katan. He causes more mischief if he gives it, if he loses it to the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So he does the whole thing where they have the, like, he's like, oh, we go each other's ways. You get off my ship. We're good. Mando's like, all I want's the kid. So we can do whatever you want, which is basically what Mando's been saying the whole episode. All I care about is the kid. I don't care about your stupid... Like, whatever you need to do for afterwards, I'll help right. you out with whatever. But as long as we get the kid back, I'm fine. So he goes to grab the kid. Moff Gideon, of course, tries to attack him with the Darksaber. Beskar can stop pretty much anything, including thunder punches from a Dark Trooper. And that, that battle ensues. Great battle between those two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, classic. And we got to see the dark, dark saber sword, versus spear. The spear, and like you could see the spear heating up. That yeah. it was just like that close of it cutting it through. Uh, I thought it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But and then you get the scene where he defeats him, and Moff Gideon's just laid on the ground, and he's like, "This is going to be interesting." Yep. Cuffs I was him. like, "Ho ho ho!" Cuffs him and brings him to the bridge. But before that, I do have a little thing I, before that. I did notice, or I don't know if you guys noticed, Moff says he's already got what he needed from Grogu. Yeah, the blood. That he can bring order back to the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I think the blood was used to create Snoke. No, because Snoke was created by, by Palpatine. So it yes, would be created. I'm saying they used Grogu's blood, and it's a bad mutation of Grogu. I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like, like it's a if, bad clone of Grogu. If this is going to connect the whole universe, that blood probably is to use the cloning of Palpatine because Snoke was just a byproduct. He was just creating them, creating that for some strange reason. Who knows? But to me, it makes more sense to be Papal to the cloning process of getting uh, him a working body. Maybe I don't know. Or yeah. maybe something completely different that we don't even know, which yeah. I No, I, I know. Be... Just, that was my first thing when he said, bring order back. That was right. like, well, that's the first order that he's talking about. And we know and that they Papal mentioned that, yeah. Uh, Pap- uh, Palpatine there, uh, the Emperor, he was, he cloned himself. And if yeah. that blood helped him, 
Yeah. I guess that would make the most sense right now. But it would be kind of cool if it was something completely new. We don't even know yeah. this chapter, you know? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Or if they're using his blood to pump into the dark troopers or something like that. Maybe. Or different form of trooper. Yeah. But anyway, so then you get the scene where they go to the bridge. They're on the bridge. Moff Gideon does the the villain thing where he pretty much lays out his whole plan for everything and yeah, here's how everything's going to happen and you know then the dark troopers fly back in because they have jetpacks because they're basically Iron Men. Yes, they're Iron Men. They, they're like they first generation are. Iron Men. Yep. You have the they classic uh, John Favreau landing scene of Iron Men as they land onto the ship. Yeah. Very Reminded me a lot of Ultron, like badly, but in a good way. <clears throat> All the Ultron's robots basically just landing on the ship. So then they all march towards the the bridge. And you have the, the squads mounting in position around the ship. Yep. Which to me was like, why would they be stopping around the ship if they know there's only four people? They know they're all in the in the bridge. Yeah. Why are they just stopping in different locations? Unless something's about to happen. Could be droid like military programming protocol. Yeah, it was just like a, well, here's a, we're going to place these people in positions for the next thing that's going to happen. Kind well, of thing. we also Very see... Very Star Warsian kind of thing. Like, oh, we need out to the, place yeah. fodder around the, around the ship for people out to destroy. Out the window, out the window, I forget who says it, and we see an X-Wing come well, in. This is before that, though. You have them they have the scene where the, the dark troopers just get to the door. Yeah. And just start like thunder punching the door. Oh yeah, they're yep, you're right. I forgot about And they're that. coming in and there's like and Moff Gideon's like, there's only gonna be two of us that survive this. Me and the kid. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I was like, oh man. Line. Yeah, great line. Because it's just yeah. like you're like, these are all gonna die. Misa people gonna die? Misa people gonna die. It, it got really dark <laughs> with Moff Gideon. It got really dark. He put a gun to his own, in his own mouth or mouth. under his he chin. Because he shot Bogatan. Yeah. And then he was gonna shoot himself, and then Cardoon just like wreck like wrecks him. Just yeah. knocks, knocks the gun, the out gun of his right. Hands, but I was like, wow. Out. That got dark like, right okay. there. Okay, well that happened. Yep. So then the beginning of what was the major freakout around the nerddom world, Fennec says, there's a ship approaching. And all you see is this lone X-Wing fly across the screen. And go and into the and dock. And then Cara Dune says, one X-Wing, that's going to help. Right, right. <laughs> now, hold on. Let's put a pause right here. It's like, oh, it's going to help. Because well, I'd recognize put, that X-Wing, and I know exactly what's about to happen right now. Well, let's put a pause. Matt, I want to know, when you saw the X-Wing, what was your first reaction? Did you even get, like, did, you're like, oh, this must be an X-Wing from two episodes ago. Because that's what I thought. I'm like, oh. One of those scouts guys, like the two so, cops that were flying around. Yeah. yeah I, so a lot of people, when they talked to me about that second episode, and they talked about the two X-Wing cops, it totally validated that episode. Because yeah. then... Yeah and you've got a reason to think you've got this cop who's been following Mando around and kind of helping him out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. When, um, when Groku was on that other planet there sitting on the ball, he was calling either ET or Luke Skywalker and you knew it because of the time that he existed. And, uh, well, we had talked about that before this, 
last week before the episode and Brian asked, well, what Jedis are still around right now? I said, the only Jedis around in this time frame that we know of are Ahsoka. Not a Jedi, but go ahead. Not really a Jedi, but still in touch with the Force. And she already, yeah. She already bit, met with him, so bit, she wouldn't come back to get him. Right. Yeah. Uh, a character they haven't mentioned yet, but has been lightly mentioned in Ahsoka looking for Thrawn, Ezra, Bridger is technically is still alive in this time frame, but they're not going to introduce him unless they were going to go full, like connecting to rebels and then a, a new character just appears at the end of the season. I thought that could be a possibility. I, I said they could go full berserker barrage and just drop the bomb on everybody. And Luke Skywalker shows up. We mentioned Luke, but we were like, Mark, Mark was like, well, how could they do Luke? And I'm like, well, they could de-age him so easily. And yeah, I said I mean, it'd be a very, it'd be an interesting way to bring it back to like, yeah, to connect, to go that far into connecting to the original story. That's like, I, like I said, like, I didn't say it to Brian, but it's like, it's like, if you're blowing the Star Wars load, basically, like we're, we're going Skywalker. Yeah. We're going full Skywalker. So I, I think it's a good choice because it, it doesn't, it doesn't provide an end game for Groku at all. Um, and I, and I like, and I appreciated that. So yeah, when he did come in and he starts walking around, I'm like, I get in a big rogue one vibe from this. Yes. You know, as I said, I said parallels closely to. Yeah. And it was the uh, Darth Vader scene where he just walks through the ship and just kills everything in sight. And as soon as he was fighting, I was looking at the, I, I was looking at his hands, you know, yeah. we saw, Saber, and he was looking, and I was looking at his hands. I'm like, I know who that is. Yeah. Nobody else knew who it was. Yeah. You know, but I, I told him, and I didn't tell him. They got out. They got annoyed with me, and it was like, whatever. Like, I want you yeah. to be surprised when you see who it is. No, when I saw that ship fly by the screen, I'm like, I know that X-wing. That, there's only one X-wing that looks like that, and I know but that X-wing. I saw it so quickly, right? What Matt said. I thought it was the Ranger. Uh, X-wing pilot that we've seen before coming yeah. in to help the Calvary's here. So I, I was going to say, but then my thought on that was like, if it was that he would have been dead in two seconds because a dark troop would just ripped him oh, apart. So. Oh, yeah, but if, yeah. but it, it, val it validates, validates that. It, yeah. 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 And which, which is brilliant. Like a lot of people were like, Oh, what a throwaway episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you may think so. I'm not really buying into it yet. You know, mm. I, I kind of liked, I liked the, when that came in, I was like, this is a good swerve. This is a really yeah. good swerve. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the next, like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you how long the scenes were because my brain was just frying the two times I've watched it so far. <laughs> every time my brain just turns off. Just Luke just walking through and just chopping through and killing dark, dark troopers like they're garbage cans, basically. They barely even had a chance to move. They showed, uh, like, the, you see the cloak. He comes in cloaked, but they yeah. purposely showed his gloved hand the with dark the lightsaber. Hand. That's the, his cyber hand. I know, That's and I was like, hand. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, it is Luke. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was like out of my mind, like, okay, just, I want to see the reveal. And that's all I was I know there was like so much, a lot of stuff people were saying, like at the very, like when I first stopped watching, like after I got online, after watching the episodes, people were like, I can't believe he used Force Crush. I can't believe he did this. It's like, you can use it because they're not humans. There's no, they're robots. They're droids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jedi's have force crushed many a droid. Go back to episode was, one, two, and three. 
They, yeah. they did that shit to all those. They were droids throwing droids all, all over the time. Place. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Just they epic. throw them the around like crush, candy. Just crush that dark trooper like a soda can. Yeah. It was amazing. So then you get the the uh, another which will go down as a classic Mandalorian scene of the doors opening and the smoke, and then you just get the green hue and the smoke, and he just walks into the room, and everyone's just like, "Let's do it! Just take the thing off, take the cloak off your head, show us Aww. who you are." And he just pulls it back, and it's de-aged Robert Downey Jr. No, I mean it's yeah. de-aged Mark Hamill. <laughs> and interesting factoid about that: uh, Mark Hamill on Twitter said it was pretty amazing. That it lasted nobody, a year. He did a year, it a year he ago. Did that a year ago, he yeah. goes, and nobody spilled no. beans. And you yeah. go, that's amazing. That is that's Disney up. for you. Disney locks it down. They don't mess around. No. That's they don't let shit good. slide. And, and, and uh, Friday morning, Mark Hamill just tweeted out, so anybody watch any good TV today? That was, <laughs> that was his tweet. And everybody... Uh, it's so great that they got him to voice it. They didn't like bring someone else in to voice the character. Yeah, I know there's rumors of if they continue this, they might bring Sebastian Stan in. There's been talk of if they decide to keep using Luke in The Mandalorian, that they should recast the character. I don't know. I think as a cameo so, is perfect, but to do that all the time might take you out of... That's what I'm saying. They're thinking the of recasting thing. Luke Skywalker as Sebastian Stan. No. He looks like know. a young Mark Hamill. I will say that the, the, so. the digital touch, it did take me out of the story a little bit where it didn't yeah. seem stay as close as, you know, as they did with Carrie Fisher. Uh, also, in, like the Carrie Fisher scene was only a couple minutes. But and Tarkin, it was more like the Moff Gideon was scene very well from done, Rogue One. But it's were... movie budget versus TV budgets. Yeah, exactly. I, I got it. Yeah. It but was it more was just still... there for the scenery than for the actual. Yeah, I mean, he didn't move, right? He stood still. Yeah. The head, it, at times, it threw the me out. lips were a like, little bit off here and there. Yeah, like it was very major. uncanny valley where yeah. it was just like, oh, but it's fine. It was like they didn't do close-ups. Like, I thought Tarkin, when he did Tarkin, I thought they did a very good job. Well, yeah, that was movie, movie money. They, yeah. have, they can do that. Um, but this was and you good have more for, time with that than you do with the TV This show. was good for what it was. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to yep. see a whole show like that. Though. No. Yeah. Then you have the heartbreaking scene of Grogu oh. touching Din's face. And my first thought was, that's like... Uh, in Return of the Jedi with Luke Skywalker as like Darth Vader saying, take my mask off. I want to see you. I want to see your face with my own eyes. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a reverse. Now Grogu saying it to Din, like I need to, I want to see what you look like without your helmet on. So I can know who you are kind of thing. Cause they're bonded. Yeah. And then he touches his face and I was yeah. like, Oh God. He can him. find him. He can find him again. Yeah. So there, therein lies the problem, you know? So, You've got Luke, who's going to try to train him, and it's one of the cardinal sins of the Jedi. You know, don't build a bond. Yeah, uh, Roku has a bond, so yeah. it's going to be. It's going to be. I don't. I don't see this uh, end gaming really at all. Well, I. I mean, money wise for Disney, there's no reason for Grogu not to reconnect with Mando, Mando next season somehow. You know what? They're making though? millions of dollars off all those. It would be great if toys. they. No, I I think what they they're gonna do. I don't think the kid's coming back. 
I mean, he could come back way in the future if the show continues, <sighs> but they don't need him now. Like, let, Mandal- let Mandalorian have his own adventures, and the kid could be something that happens maybe a couple seasons down the road where there's a reconnection. But they like to play the long game. Like, they, they're in no rush. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, know. I just think there's going to be some kind of, at least an episode or two next year where there's going to be at least a reference or some kind of scene of Grogu or something. I hate to tell you. And the whole time I was, I was I'd be yelling, surprised. I was yelling at the TV, give him the ball, give him the little ball thing. Oh, I know oh. from the ship. But the ship, yeah, that's all he's got. Yeah. Didn't give him the ball. And, and I think that Grogu has been replaced. Um, yep, plot wise, he's been replaced. And I don't think you're going to see him back. Yeah. With other yeah. Mandalorians? Nope. The Darksaber? Yep. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, like I said earlier, I didn't mention it, but I, like there's a there's thing where Bo-Katan, all she wants is the Darksaber, but now Din has it. So now do we get Mando Civil War next year? No, because he was eager to get rid of it. I mean, No, but just... I mean, I, which is baffling to me because, Matt, you've watched Rebels. No, I did not. I could not okay. stand it. Oh, <laughs> okay. So... In, Man- in Rebels, Sabine Wren wins the Darksaber in a battle. All she does is just hand it to Bogotan. Which seems like, like, right? Yeah, which totally contradicts what they said in the episode. But I'm like, like is it because Bogotan lost it to Moff Gideon, like herself? Whereas before, she didn't. The Darksaber wasn't hers initially in Rebels. Who handed it, it to somebody her? else's? Was it a Mandalorian that handed it to her? Yeah, Sabine Ren's the Mandalorian from Rebels. Hands it to Bogatan and she takes it, and then she loses it to Moff Gideon, who then loses it to, to Din, who also tries just hand it to Bogatan, but she's like, No, I can't take it. Because I and then and then Moff Gideon gives us the whole explanation so you have to yeah. win a battle, it has no power unless you win yeah. a battle. But guess what? Those two fought and no one died. So they could just do like eh. Uh, here you go. I yeah, don't, I exactly. Mean, yeah, yeah. Like nobody has to die. It's yeah. not like so it's Game just of a random. It was just a weird, weird Star Warsian plot hole thing that. Well, that outside of their culture's religion, right? So as far as it trading from the the bad guy to Mandalorian, mm. um, there's no there's no lineage. There's no importance to it, you know. Um, because you know the Mandalorian, I think, is ultimately going to use it. Um, yeah, no, I think that he's going to like they're going to head towards him. They're wanting him to be the guy that runs Mand- Mandalore, and he's not going to want to do it. And but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But back to the episode as we're going through, uh, you get the scene earlier in that when they were when Luke first enters the ship, and Grogu touches the screen. I was thinking, is Grogu telling him where he is? Like, is he like force sending him like, hey, I'm on the bridge? Because how would Luke know where Grogu is on the ship? He has a connection because they can, I mean, he, he I'm he saying, has, but I mean, he knows where he is, but to know like his, so I wonder if that was like. His Google Maps were really working well for him. Okay, whatever. Brian. Let's not think about it. Mark. I right. don't know. I mean, I think. Because well, I was, because Grogu touched the screen, so I thought. He was like letting him know, like, oh, hey, you're right. You're way. absolutely right. I, yeah. I believe that's what he did. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Totally. 
Sorry, so I forgot the about ear, that. The ear pop up when the X-Wing yep. goes through. Yes. She's like, oh, the Jedi coming. That was my first thought that it was Luke because he tips his, because Grogu's like head like po- pokes up. He's like, ooh, who's yeah, this coming? Could... Yeah. You wouldn't do that for just a random X-Wing. Right. Totally. See, I like the, um, the parallel between, you know, Luke and R2 were the last two individuals to see Yoda pass away. And here you have Grogu being handed over to the last two individuals who saw something similar. Like I like that yeah. parallel. Well, my thing with that was I first thought when R2 comes in and he, and Grogu walks up to R2 and R2 leans down and does his little jumpy dance thing. Does R2 remember Grogu from the Jedi temple? R2's, R2's should... brain was never erased. Oh, right. Hmm. And he was at the Jedi temple with Anakin. Right. And was there for a long while when Anakin was the normal Anakin so, doing stuff. It makes sense. Did R2 deal with the younglings and uh, I don't know. I thought meet Grogu and knows Grogu from there. And he's like, you survived. How did you survive? Kind of I thing. Like, is he R2, saying that to, I think R2 was trying to tell him it's okay to come with us. That's what I got out of it. Well, no, cause scared. I was wondering if that was like Grogu recognizes R2 and R2 recognizes Grogu. And that's oh. what makes it more of the connection with Luke now. Maybe. Because why would, like, there wouldn't be really other, any other connection. Well, the so Jedi a way to connect I, Grogu back to... I feel to, like they can sense each other like Highlanders. Well, yeah. yeah, maybe that too. But I thought it was more of just the obvious. It was, sometimes Star Wars does very obvious things with droids and doesn't, like, make it as difficult to figure out. Especially with R2. He's very, like, he's the one lineage through all... Of Star Wars, basically, he's the yeah. connection. Hey, can, he's yeah. he's really fun, right? Yeah, he's the linchpin for everything. Like not the linchpin, but he's like the story, like holder of everything. He was there with Amadala, straight through all the stories. So I'm thinking, yeah. like that's what that was with R2, is he was recognizing Grogu from the Jedi Temple as one of the younglings that made it out because Anakin killed everybody else. Back at the Jedi Temple, basically. So right, but then there's going to be that storyline. Like, how did he make it out? Who got him out? I don't think we need to People know are that. Throwing though. names out. Like, was it Mace Windu that got him out? Was it nah, somebody else that got him out? I don't know. Part of me feels like that's a great to think about, but we don't need to see that on screen. It's a good mystery. No, no. But I'm saying there's going to be yeah. some kind of reference to it somewhere down the maybe. line. Of who maybe the person that got as him long out as it's somewhere. good. I yeah. mean, it, it, yeah. it'd probably be a throwaway line. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It'd be like a, but it's just like one of those. Star Wars mysteries that you always want to try to figure out yeah. that everyone will have a different theory on. And and then in 20 years, Disney will make a movie about it. Yes. Yeah. When they run out of stories. They're like, yeah. hey, you remember that throwaway line in Mandalorian? We're making yeah. a movie. It'll be remember a... that guy who was just basically writing gold for us? Yeah. <laughs> Let's use one of our rejected ideas from him. Yeah. yeah. So we have the emotional Luke walking away with Grogu goes oh. to the elevator door. Yeah. Door closes. Credits. No oh. ball. No ball. No ball. Just credits. I told Brian, I walked away from the room. I walked out of the room to go into the kitchen to get it to do, to put my cereal bowl away. Cause I watched it after I ate breakfast and I'm like sitting there and I hear noise and I'm like, it kicked another episode of something else on. I was like, what's going on? So I like looked around the corner and I see Jabba's palace. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Ran back in the room. We get 
the the hog faced aliens walking across the screen. Gamorians, right? Gamorians, yes. that's it. Thank you. I knew you would know the name of them. And then we see Bib Fortuna, who we all thought died in Return of the Jedi. Which, like, no one dies in Star Wars, like a soap opera. No one dies in Star oh, yeah. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone somehow gets out of stuff. Not only so do you that get, whole, you get a promotion. Yeah. Yeah, he was turning. Well, because there's that whole story now. Is like people are saying, what? How did Bib Fortuna? It's like what happened, and they're the theory online or the story that's being told online by different Star Wars theory people is there's that scene in Return of the Jedi where Bib Fortuna sees them all on the ship, and you see them fighting on the skiff. Luke and Han Solo, and he's like, "Well, this is going to turn out badly, so I'm getting out of here." So he takes off the palace ship heads back to Jabba's palace and just takes over like well yeah Jabba's dead I'm now in charge sounds smart yeah so then he sits there for years running the show Boba Fett finally gets his armor back repaints it and cleans it and Brian's magical the laundry service that he has on Slave One that's what I said he cleaned that thing <laughs> in one episode it was all beat to shit and the next day it was like pristine <laughs> Well, how much time passed? That's all you got. He has yeah, like a yeah. model kit in his basement, and you can just but, in the bottom of Slave One. Just we can't think too right hard. Out. We just enjoy. Don't think too much yes. about it. Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So Fennec starts shooting people up, kills everybody except for Bib Fortuna, lets another Twilik go. The Twilik slave girl, who supposedly looks like the same slave girl from the Return of the Jedi, which Twilik's need to get a better like service or figure out how not to get enslaved by people the tough gig they got going on down there <laughs> but anyways so then Boba Fett just walks down shoots Bib Fortuna after Bib Fortuna tries to stroke Boba Fett's ego a bit yeah yeah then Boba Fett just sits on this throne and we get Book of Boba Fett coming next Christmas and who was he with he was with uh... he was with Fennec right and the way she sits down, it was yes. such a badass. Uh, it's a badass. That's like that's a that's right a there. that's a poster. It's waiting to be made oh. right there. That's a that's your poster photo right there. And the so, fact they kept that a secret, pretty good. Yeah, stolen right from Conan lore. I know. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. I'm like, that's a Matt Ryan special right there. He'd be that was a Conan. He's drawing that as we speak is what he's doing. He's drawing that right now. But that was that was a cool that was a cool ending for sure. I knew something was up because I we usually sit and watch the art gallery as a family after yeah. the and see what kind of things they thought about that they didn't put into the into the shows. And when it came up black, I was like, "Don't leave, something's wrong." Yeah, we're getting yeah. the Marvel. Yeah, they went the and, Marvel route. And this morning, uh, Disney did confirm that. Mandalorian th season three is in production and it will be its own thing. And the book above fat is going to be a spinoff. I thought per I personally thought Mandalorian was done and over and that the book above fat would be yeah. the continuation because during the upfronts, I'm like, I call it upfronts, but during Disney's big thing, they never investor mentioned call. investor they call. Anything. They didn't mention Mandalorian season three at all. So which I said was just Disney being Disney. It's like, why, why tell the information and have people say like, oh, there's going to be a Boba Fett show. 
But they didn't mention that either, which was very No, what I'm smart. saying, it's like yeah. if they'd done that the investor call, it would have ruined the whole ending of yes. the episode because yes. you would know Boba Fett survived. You would know that they're doing a show about him. So you like you would have let cats out of the bag, so to speak. So they yep. kept it all very hush hush. I loved Did, it. I loved it. Disney knows how to spin magic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're certainly on fire. Um, I so the think- question I asked on that post this morning when I posted it on our podcast page. Is three spinoffs, three spinoffs too many? To be all happening at once. Are they happening at once though? Well, almost, it, like in once. the same timeline, I'm saying, like all at the same time. Bubba Fat and season three of Mandalorian will be in the same time period. But are you talking about airing at the same time? Or are you talking taking place? No, I'm saying like giving Ahsoka her own show during this time frame. Cardoon's getting her own show with the two. Uh, X-Wing pilots. They're going to be Rangers of the New Republic. That's what that show's about. So you're going to have four shows all basically set in the same timeline story-wise. I should be fun. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I think that they learned a big lesson when they went from... I remember a, a bunch of years ago, <clears throat> I remember hearing that they said that they were going to jump out of the Empire window of time for star wars and i think i think they kind of regret that decision now and i also think that they regret not honoring the earlier different multimedia projects that were coming out and they were saying these things aren't canon i think they really regret making heavy-handed decisions after doing the new trilogy and not getting the response that they were looking for um do i think it's too much I don't. I think they're going to pepper it through the year to the point where it will not seem like you've got Disney who has this huge delivery system now, right? And they require people to subscribe and it's devices or programming like this. that's going to keep people not only just subscribing, but they're going to keep them on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a mistake that WandaVision is going to be within the next couple of weeks. You know, people who sign up at the end of Mandalorian so that they can watch everything that's happened. This is going to keep them kind of wrapped around their finger and say, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that yeah. bad. Well, that's what we were talking about last week during about the investor call stuff, as I said, because Brian's been the hop on, hop off subscriber. Mm-hmm. Hop on Just, when Mandalorian's on, hop off when it's over. But now I'm not. I'm, yeah. And I said, this whole investor call with all the Marvel shows and all the Star Wars shows, this is them being like, we're not letting that happen anymore. Yep. It's like, we're going to keep you involved. We're going to keep you on the, sh- on the, on the subscription, basically. Yeah. If they this, want it, they want that, this is the Disney Plus that we wanted people to see and have all these shows going and have constant content coming out. Yeah, and you know what? Okay, Netflix, their model... I know there are always people say, how do they survive? They're always in the black. You know, they're always they're like, but they know the more content you make, you, you'll new content. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, these guys produce so much fucking content. You can't keep yeah. up with it at this point. Um, but Disney has got to do the same thing and that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and it makes perfect sense. Like, and Netflix is out there investing in that new content and, and kind of challenging the status quo of even movie theaters. Like I saw a movie preview and I saw at the conclusion of the preview that it was going to be in theaters, but then it was going to jump to Netflix shortly thereafter. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, as a, as a business decision, that seems like a weird one. You're basically just saying, Hey, 
don't bother in the theater. You can come and catch it in a couple weeks. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's Netflix's baby. They're obviously the production house. Yeah. So Disney's been in the production business for a long time. Now they're in the subscription business. And I think having uh, a lot of Star Wars and Marvel and, you know, God knows what else is coming down the pike. I think that's, that's going to keep those viewers coming back. They want to become the new Netflix. This is how they're going to do it. Totally. And they have brand recognition with those IPs. Where Netflix didn't have their own IPs in the beginning. They had to create their own IPs. And yeah, they had to borrow Marvels for the beginning to get them going. Totally. I mean, yeah. until Stranger Things came out, Stranger Things was a massive hit for them. Yeah. And, but you're right. The original big IPs that people were talking about were Marvel IPs. They, the original content wasn't hitting as hard as that. I mean, you had Orange is the New Black and House of Cards, but that didn't speak to everybody. That just spoke yeah. to maybe a certain adult demographic, but they want the whole family to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, with, Mar with Disney Plus, they kind of have the market. They got the family market down, and they have it all. I mean, they kind of, I mean, they really do. Once they start, these shows start coming out. Like, yeah, well, right once WandaVision coming? hits, and then you get. We're there. This yeah. is it. You know, because yeah. once WandaVision is over, what's next? <clears throat> is it the Falcon and. Uh... Falcon and Winter Soldiers right after that. And then it yep. goes into the movies start. Black Widow comes out. All the movies that were supposed to come out last year start coming out. If they Are come the, out. Those going to be digital? Not yet. They're still, supposedly they're not happening until like May, June. So they're thinking they'll be in the theater. Yeah. By then there'll be enough. We'll Maybe. be kind of out of the woods by then, hopefully. So they're still aiming for theaters. They're not going the HBO Max route yet. Yeah. We're just throwing their whole slate onto the HBO Max and doing it that way. Yeah, I mean but that was there's a gonna be stuff. I mean, I think Ahsoka comes out like next year, and that's true. Yeah, wow. Rangers of the New Republic comes out. Andor comes out next year. They already started shooting that. Yeah, that and happens I mean, later. That happens in fall time. So, so it's interesting because they said the book of Boba Fett comes out in December. So Mando Christmas. 3, they both they both debuted Christmas. No, because Mando year. 3 would debut right after Halloween and lead up to Christmas like it always has. No, they said the season 3 is going to be Christmas time, both of them. I heard too. Really? Book of Boba Fett and Mando both come out at Christmas. Wow. Because it, it got pushed back a little bit because of the COVID stuff. I so understand that's why that. it's not the same. It would be kind of cool if they kept Mando ended right before Christmas. I kind of like that. Yeah, I think it's just because it's just I know. COVID I know. situation made it a little bit later than what they planned on it I'm being. sure COVID has a lot to do with it. So, Wouldn't it be great if they just pulled the trigger and let Boba Fett leak out a little early? Uh, there's going to be things. They're, I'm assuming there's going to be bits and pieces and other stuff. You think if so? another show comes out before that, they'll have something in there. There's going to be... I know like the like the cartoon stuff is going to come out. They're going to have stuff like that going. So they'll have a little. The clone, the bad batch. Bad batch. Yeah. The bad batch. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be, that's coming out. That's going to be epic. So. Oh, don't forget guys. We also have the um, Obi-Wan series. Yes. That's going to be coming out. That's 2022. Correct. Uh, I think it's 2021. Think 2021. They already started shooting that. Yeah. Wow, that's been in production already. So now you're talking about three shows. Well, the, the, the other the Obi One is just a mini series kind of thing. It's a one-off special event series. It's not a continuing series. 
Right. An episode and that's it. But you're doing a couple of those. I think Ahsoka's that way too. I don't think she's a, a continuing like a series. I think it's just a one-off. Because they're movie stars. An episode. Well, because the thing is, Rangers of the, the New Republic is its own series, I think. But they did say in the release today that the four different shows will lead to a crossover event. I don't. Are they? Is that is that true? Yes, that's what they said in the thing today. Who said that? And I've I seen that multiple places. That it's they all four of them are leading to a crossover event, which I'm assuming is Thrawn. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that could work because if you think yeah. about it, Thrawn looks younger than Sir Alec Guinness did. Yeah. Yo. Not not Obi Wan Kenobi won't be in there. Just oh, just uh. I don't know. They oh, could, they could yeah, drop in. He, Hugh McGregor could drop in somewhere, but I don't think that would make sense. He can't. It's He's just going to be, because it happens 10 years after, yeah. everyone happens 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, so it's not. No, because he's already. And he's dead after yeah, been this, dead. this is happening. Yeah, he's been dead for a while now. Yeah. So he won't throw be in a ghost or but it's going to be Ahsoka, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian. Yeah, but who could see the thing is this a rumor or Di- Disney would not confirm something like that just so we're no, but that's like the, the inside scoop from mm. people in the know. I don't know how I believe it, how much I want to believe it. makes sense because if you think about it, the Thrawn wouldn't thing. drop Thrawn as a throwaway line unless there was a reason for it. The yeah. payoff, right? Right, he's okay. he's too big of a villain to just have Ahsoka just randomly ask a random person or even have her in the show to not. Because the whole end of Rebels... She's getting Well, the whole end of Rebels is Ahsoka and Sabine Wren, who's the other Mandalorian, who's a Mandalorian in that episode, in that series. Yeah. They end the the series ends with them going off to find Ezra, who was the the young Jedi in that series, and Thrawn. Because at the end of that series, Ezra and Thrawn blast off into the outer reaches of space on space whales. And because that's like the only way they could save the story of what they were doing. Or I can't remember exactly. Right, it's right. been a while since I watched it. But that, like bringing Ahsoka back in and having her mention Thrawn, there has to be a payoff to that. You can't just like be like, oh, just mention this major character in Star Wars storylines and not do anything about it. So I'm assuming it's going to, this is all leading up to. Like, not saying next year or anything, but I think all these shows are going to lead up to down the road. Like, the Thanos Avengers get together. If sure. it's done well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It could be a couple years from now. Uh, yeah, like all our Defenders, two. which I know Brian gets aggravated about. but I, don't get, I never saw There's it. There's no reason why they should do it. I don't understand. Defenders kind of sucked, though. Nobody liked Defenders. It did. It did. That's, here's the thing. As long as the quality is good and all these, I'm yeah. fine with it. I just don't want. I just look at the past and I go defenders. The one thing they did they did say yeah. today in the, the release about Bubba Fett, book of Bubba Fett, the executive producers are Dave Filoni, John Favreau, and Robert Rodriguez. Yes, yeah, he did direct. <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah, he directed the episode where Bubba Fett, where Bubba Fett was in. Yeah, when yeah. he comes back. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was a, Wasn't that the longest episode? That was a long shoot 'em up episode. Yeah. 
which I think Boba Fett's going to be like the longer form episodes. Could be, yeah. I think Robert Rodriguez is going to be like these are going to be like shoot 'em up style episodes as opposed to Mandalorian is more of the storytelling. Well, I mean, you can have different, yeah, like Mandalorian's more spaghetti western, yeah. but uh, Bubba Fett could be more action oriented. Yeah. He's going to be more of the, yeah. Yeah. Because now he's the ruler of the underworld. Yeah. Cool. Well, gentlemen, this was a good review. Uh, man, I can't wait until uh, we can do this again next year. Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah. I mean, now we, now we get into like the year of Marvel, 2021. Yeah, it's been a break. We've had a hot minute. A hot Everything year Marvel, Marvel drops next year. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's so overdue. I know. So long overdue. I, I do was... have to say, we've talked about this. Brian and I talked about this when we talked on the phone right after we watched the episode. Like, this was the best way to end 2020. Oh, this yeah. This is what it... we all needed. We all needed this little salve of Star Warsdom to be like, it's going to be okay. Star Wars is back. So it's okay. Matt, I was telling Mark you're 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 able to like it again and not feel bad about yourself. Well oh. you don't have to feel bad about liking stuff. That's this, right. Uh, this well, way I, I mean, say we were all people all had issues with different people had different issues with Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Now it's but like Star Wars is okay again. Universally we, we okay again. people like this. I yes. think it, 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 it universally liked. I think it yeah, outweighs yeah. the haters. There's always yes. going to be the haters no matter what you do. But This I was want- the first time, like you're saying, this was the first time, like Matt said earlier, like on Facebook afterwards, there was not one person that was like, oh, I couldn't take this one thing or I didn't like right. this. I mean, everyone was like, well, the Luke stuff was kind of weird with the CG thing, but we'll let it go because it was Luke Skywalker and it's awesome. So we don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yep. It's like usually it'd be like, Oh, do you see the way the CG didn't match up his mouth with the way he was talking and blah blah blah? So, show. Yeah, yeah the, the alternative to the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Um, mm, true, exactly. So, no, what I was saying, uh, Matt, uh, that day it dropped on Friday, and normally, and uh, the last couple, of, well, after maybe ten years, we've been doing this, is so going to the movies that Thursday night to see a midnight screening of. Star Wars or Marvel or DC or whatever big movie. That's it was, true. It was weird because this was it, but we all got to watch it from home. Yeah. Yeah, this was it. And I didn't feel tired the next day. Yeah, because it was yeah, all you were exhausted. Yeah, we also didn't stay up and go after the Denny's for two hours and talk about it. for. Yeah, yeah. That's where it burns you. I know. I, you know, and I do miss that, doing that once a year. I don't miss listening to John complain about everything that he complains about. So that was the one. Well, good that was nice because even if he liked it, he would have been like find nitpicking about something. Or <laughs> He'd whatever. find something to complain about. He'd be right. He can't be wrong. Why is it? In our group. Yeah. Let's not go here. We got to end this show. We got to end this show. So yes, before we end the show though, it is the week of Christmas. And if you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift, I suggest Getting in touch with our good friend Matt Ryan. Oh, what? he will draw Mandalorian for you. If you oh. want a cool Star Wars gift, get in touch with Matt Ryan. He'll find a Star Wars book that mentions Mando, or mentions Boba Fett, or mentions any Star Wars character you want, or any sci-fi character you want—Harry Potter, Star Trek, Jaws, anything. 
add, the likelihood of me getting it done before Christmas at this point is slim. No, but you could at least put it in and you have it ready to go. He has some that are already done. Yeah, a couple of so them. So if he has one that you might want, he can tell you if he has it. It was a Game of Thrones one. Yeah, see? So he's got all sorts of stuff. Free Lunch Studios. It's on the Facebook. It's on the interwebs. Or if you're looking for a last-minute gift for somebody, if you're looking for a comic book or you have we a... Do give, we're going to do gift certificates yeah. still. And we're... So, we're changing up the format for our classes. Actually, we're going to make it so that um, we're going to combine some prices for sequential arts and the Wednesday night comic and manga club. So people will actually get um, what, like uh, like two and a half hours a week of instruction, you know, an hour on Wednesday, an hour uh, on, or half an hour on your own on Thursday, and then an hour roundup in a workshop. Um, we're going to actually, in 2021, we're going to take those and kind of merge them together. So there you go. Yeah. Very excited. Reach out to Matt and get in touch with him and purchase those last minute Christmas gifts. Or if you live in the Connecticut and Mass area, visit Matt's Comic Books and Collectibles in Enfield, Connecticut. All your nerddom needs there in the Enfield, Connecticut area. Or if you're in the Springfield area, visit Zombie Hideout. Matt has a little hole there that some of his stuff is around. You might be able to find some of it if Bill can dig it out. But also... Tons of stuff there, Funko Pops, action figures, all sorts of comic stuff. Anything you might need for your nerddom friends. Zombie Hideout, Mac Sports Cards and Collectibles. Check them both out. And Brian, do you have any other ones you want to plug while we're plugging places? Well, no, I was going to say Matt uh, in Enfield is doing, um, there are wrap presents under the tree. So if you um, are strapped for cash this year, you, you lost your job because of COVID, any other reasons, um, and you want to give a gift to somebody, mm. you can go, actually go down there and pick a present that's already pre-wrapped and give it to somebody. If you, if, you, if you just don't have the money this year, he's doing that for everybody this year, which is really cool. Yeah, which is very really. awesome. Yeah. And, of course, because we always like to mention at least once a month, if you're a fan of Twin Peaks and you're looking for something to give somebody for Christmas, Brian wrote a book. Yes. It's amazing because Brian can barely read. And I it's can really barely read. I don't even know how thing that he was able to put words into a sentence and then put them into paragraphs and then put them on a piece of paper. It was tough. It's a lot. He had a speaking spell he worked with. It oh. was fantastic. He was able to put it together. Him and Ben Durant. Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is available now. At no, I have- Blue Rose Mag. Is that the name of it? BlueRoseMag.com. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I remember that because I haven't talked about it in a while. So there you go. So I have to really interject a real quick thing. Now, Brian, isn't yes. it a special day? Doesn't the Black Lodge, like, open up today? Oh, because of the planets? Isn't there a whole planet aligning thing? The isn't Christmas that- star. Yeah. It's like the Jupiter so, and Saturn align and everything. Jupiter, oh, yeah. and Jupiter and Saturn align, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's where the Black Lodge opens up. Yep. Yeah, yeah so, so get your cherry pie ready and... Uh, don't go on any long walks. I do know some things about this because yes. you've talked about it enough, Brian, that I have some of these things in my head. Yeah, yeah. well, the, we're running out. We're getting close to selling out. And they're right now in 1999, uh, they're on sale, so which is great. Yeah. And I'm sure if you reach out to Brian and you buy the book and you get in touch with Brian on Facebook and you say, I'll send you the book, I'm sure if you mention this podcast, Brian will sign the book for you and send it back to you. 
Wow, nice. I didn't know about that, but... Well, now you do, because I just threw it in there. This right. is the thing that we're doing now. All right. It it's all about happen. selling stuff. Sell stuff like crazy, Brian. Make that money. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. All right, we, we should right. wrap this up. We can wrap wrap this. it up. Wrap it up like a Christmas present, because Christmas is starting now. Thank right. you. Everyone have a great week. Thank you for Thanks much for coming on, Matt. We, it was the, great to have uh, you on. It's an honor to, to continue this uh, tradition of being around uh, for your Christmas episodes. For everybody yes. watching, I hope you have a great holiday. You know, be good to yourself. Be careful. Be good to your families. And uh, and then uh, we'll raise a glass to a better 2021, right? Yes. Totally. Here, here. So everyone have a great holiday season. We'll see you all next week for our end of year show. We'll talk about our favorite things from 2020, which isn't got anything to do with what's going on in the world. It'll be all entertainment things. So it'll be good stuff to talk about. And we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to for 2021. Right. It's basically Marvel, Star Wars, and that's about it. Probably. So stay tuned next week for that. And we'll see you all next week. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Bye. Christmas. Merry Christmas.